So I was driving in LA today and I was just going about my business, running some errands. Um, and I almost, I didn't almost crash because the city pretty much was empty today, given the fact that it was a holiday and everybody was, you know, out of the city or home or whatnot. It was also really hot out. It's really, really hot here this time of year. Unusually hot. I'm sure it's global warming and, you know, many other factors. But anyways, I was driving down La Cienica Boulevard in West Hollywood. And yes, La Cienica, like La Cienica from the Proud Family. If you know, you know. And if you don't know that, I highly suggest you watch. And I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I was driving up to my apartment. And I saw something that caught my eye. And I was like, that can't be. It just can't be. And lo and behold, I looked to my left and plastered on the wall were like 30 posters for Hocus Pocus 2 of SJ, Ben Midler, and Kathy Najimy. Obviously Sarah Sanderson, Winifred Sanderson, and Mary Sanderson. I almost screamed because then I realized, you guys, that September 30th is when Hocus Pocus 2 premieres on Disney+. And I've been looking forward to this movie for so long, since its inception. Not only because I love these three gals, but I love the original movie so much. And it's very nostalgic and, you know, ties me to my youth. I can't, I, even in like the winter holiday, I'll play Come Little Children or Put a Spell on You or, you know, Maka Maka Maka, all of it. It's classic, it's iconic. And living in LA is the best, well, for many reasons, but chief among them all, especially where I live, uh, right by Sunset, there are, it's just, it's like, um, when you drive up and down Sunset Boulevard, it's basic, it's capitalism at its best. There's so many billboards and so many advertisements for jewelry, movies, cinema, this and that. But the one thing that, really, really just gets me is that there's every ad for every, like, current movie and or TV show. And it is amazing. There's a huge Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon show uh, billboard, which, by the way, the first two episodes were amazing. I watched them this weekend with my bestie. It's amazing. I definitely, I had a little skepticism going in because the reviews and the trailer was really bad, but the show is amazing. Um... But anyways, Hocus Pocus 2 is it's so exciting. I'm so excited, and I've seen a lot of BTS stuff on TikTok and, you know, whatnot last year. Um, and I'm guessing, well, from what I've seen, spoiler alert, the girlies are doing an iconic version of One Way or Another, which is just, I mean, it looks amazing. So that got me uh, really excited and in really good spirits. Um, also, Wednesday, I'm heading to Boston, and then I'm going to Europe on Friday, which I'm really looking forward to as well. First time in Europe since the pandemic, so, you know... Should be fun. By the way, I'm chewing gum, which is like totally unacceptable when recording a podcast, but my mouth is a little bit dry and I just, you know, I was craving tried and gum. So I put a piece in my mouth and that's that. With that, with that being said, I have uh, five or six good stories for you guys today. Um, I, I had a great holiday weekend. I hope you did too. It was fabulous. Too hot though. Very hot here in LA. I'm going to tell my gum. Hold on. I read somewhere that Oprah had this policy at, um, over Winfrey Network or whatever, whatever it was called before, Harpo, that you, employees couldn't chew gum and whatnot. And I get that because it is really gross and <clears throat> lowbrow, but I love gum. Anyways, <clears throat> I'm just trying to run through my, I'm racking through my brain to see if anything, I have anything else to share. I watched Lord of the Rings. Oh, episode three of uh, House of the Dragon was on last night. Damien, you guys, Damien, spoiler alert, um, Damien, you know, cuts up the crab guy and the sea snakes, the sand snakes, whatever they're called. Love it. Uh, Rhaenyra, is an angsty teen, and the king is just out of control. Um, the queen who never was wasn't in the episode, which was kind of sad because I really love it. I love her. She's an icon. 
In the words of Wendy Williams, she's an icon, she's a legend, and she is at the moment. But um, it's really Damien for me. And Damien is, of course, played by Matt Smith, who was Prince Philip, the younger version on The Crown. I was also saying to my friend when I was watching, I was like, wouldn't it have been so interesting if um, the older version of Renera, we haven't been introduced yet, we've only been introduced to the younger version, but the older version was played by Claire Foy. And then he was like, no, they wouldn't do that. I was like, why, though? It would be so iconic. They obviously have good chemistry, and for us, like, Crown Stan fans, uh, it would be amazing. So, Yeah. Um, oh, and then I watched Spider-Man, the first one on Netflix with Tobey Maguire, um, which is great. It was, it was, it's honestly, it's way too hot to be outside in LA, um, which is crazy because I love the heat. And this obviously was one of the draws of moving to the West Coast, but too hot, too hot, too hot. So with that being said, I have a plethora of stories for you guys today to chit and chat about. And then, um, that's that. It's going to be our Monday episode. So without further ado, here are our, our stories. Uh, sorry, Tuesday. Sorry. Uh, you know, holiday, long weekends, they just they screw me up. Okay, first story comes from TMZ. Actually, the first three stories, but not from TMZ, but they're all sort of in the same category. That is, of course, the drama going on with Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh. Um, <clears> Our <throat> first story comes from TMZ. Olivia Wilde shoots down rumored feud with Florence Pugh. Okay. Olivia Wilde doesn't sound like someone who is beefing with Florence Pugh. Shooting down the narrative, there's infighting between director and actor. Well, we'll never know, but this is what she said. Olivia addressed the elephant in the room Monday at a press conference for the movie she directed, Don't Worry Darling, throwing cold water on the notion there's bad blood with a leading lady. Olivia Wilde hopes, I'm sorry, Olivia Wilde heaped tons of praise on Florence Pugh at the Venice Film Festival in response to a question about clearing the air on the rumored falling out with Florence holding them to clear my throat. Sorry, I might be piercing for your ears, but I have to clear my throat. <clears throat> Sorry, okay. Um, as TMZ reported, uh, there's been tons of drama around Don't Worry Darling with rumors Florence was upset about how the shoot went down back in 2020 when Olivia Wilde reportedly started dating Harry Styles. Olivia... Harry and Florence all arrived separately to Venice, only fueling the rumors of simmering beef, but Olivia explained Florence had been busy shooting the Dune sequel in Budapest. For his part, Harry is fresh off a concert in NYC. The gang all made it on time for the movie premiere, though, and took group pictures. Bottom line for Olivia, all the drama surrounding the film is just gossip and noise. She she essentially... Uh, she's essentially saying, don't worry, darling. Okay, but this leads us to our second story. I'm going to read all three, three of these stories, and we'll talk about it. Um, the second story is... Um, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde were in perfect harmony at Don't Worry Darling premiere. This is from E! Online. Um, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are bringing their best to the cinema. Um, The couple made a show-stopping appearance at the Don't Worry Darling's Venice Film Festival on September 5th premiere. And the lovebirds looked golden, quite literally, as Olivia stunned in a bright yellow custom Gucci gown that featured a plunging neckline, diamond fringe details, and a cape of the ruffled floor-length train. Of course, Harry brought his own flair to the event, wearing a Gucci navy double-breasted suit with a baby blue button-down that, that entailed a sharp, elongated collar, their choice to both wear designs. From the fashion powerhouse, um, proved how in sync they were, even if they arrived separately. By the way, Harry and Olivia both looked amazing. Everybody looked so amazing. Florence, Gemma Chan, who I'm obsessed with, Chris Pine, and there was somebody else in the cast too, but two other people um, that were in these group paparazzi photos, but I wasn't quite sure who they were, but I'm sure I will, because I'm very much looking forward to seeing this film. Um, Back to the article. In fact, the couple didn't walk the red carpet together, but they did, however, pose for a group shot with actor Sidney Chandler. There you go, sandwiched between them. The pair did the same thing on September 4th during a press conference as they stood at opposite ends of the other cast members. Um, Olivia and Harry began dating while filming Don't Worry Darling they went public with their relationship in Jan 2021 okay here is the iconic photo which you can see but if you go on to E! Online or basically Instagram it's just like inundated with this photo Olivia's wearing a gorgeous dress Gemma Chan who I'm obsessed with from Crazy Rich Asians Crazy Rich Asians as well as the Eternals um, 
Oh, I'd love it because, okay, Gemma's standing next to Harry, which is interesting because Harry, spoiler alert, showed up at the end of the Eternals in one of the post credit scenes. Cindy Chandler, Olivia, Chris Pine, who's in Wonder Woman, um, the iconic Florence Pugh, who's also, um, she's in Black Widow. She plays Yelena, who is um, Natasha Romanoff's sister, also in the MCU. I just love it. Okay, and then this brings us to our third story about this, and then there are other things we're going to talk about. This is from page six. <clears throat> Florence Pugh joins Olivia Wilde. Don't worry, darling. Cast up premiere. From page six. I already said that, sorry. Don't worry, darling. Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde have united on the red carpet of the Venice Film Festival. Miss Flo, this is what the article said, Miss Flo is obviously um, referencing what Olivia uh, said to Shia LaBeouf via that leaked FaceTime, which was just scandalous, and I was living for it. I love me some Shia LaBeouf. I've been a fan of Shia LaBeouf's, obviously, Transformers, but for me, it's OG when he was Louis Stevens and even Stevens on the Disney Channel. Iconic. Um, Miss Flo, the Don't Worry Darling director, posed for photos alongside the cat, the film's cast, which includes Harry Styles, Gemma Chan, Chris Pine, Nick Kroll, um, Mundane Italy, notably P.U. dressed in Valentino, did not stand next to Wilde or her boyfriend, the former One Direction crooner, while posing with the group. In a video posted to Twitter, the Little Women star, who invited her grandmother to attend the event with her, also had some fun with her co-stars when they pretended to snap her photo as she posed wildly. Uh, Pew26 greeted Pine and Chan with hugs and kisses on the cheek as they reunited on the red carpet. <gasps> oh my god, this photo. Florence's shoes, you guys, out of control. And Gemma Chan looking like a regal icon as well as this, this Sydney Chandler gorilla. I just, you know what? Women supporting women. I don't want to pit women against each other. I don't want to, like, feed into this fire of gossip. Um, because, yeah, I'm a woman that supports other women. And these girlies are so iconic and just regal and... You know, they're out here doing press, promoting their movie, and I just want to see the movie. And you know what? I'm sure there is some morsel of truth to all this gossip that the media has put out there, but also the media likes to run with something, so who knows the actual truth, but um, we may never know, and that is okay. Actually, it's not really okay. I'm, like, salivating to know the truth. To me, a fly on the wall, but I never will be, so that's that on that. And um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it, and I really can't wait to see Crazy Rich Asians, too. But I also know that Gemma Chan, uh, I read a couple of weeks ago that I guess Warner Brothers is um, creating a, her, her, uh, an, a solo Astrid film, which is amazing. Because I gotta say, that entire movie is so great. Michelle Yeoh is incredible. Henry Golding is great. Constance Wu is fabulous. Everyone, not one weak, weak link in the chain. Uh, however, I will say the most iconic scene of that film is when Astrid, when um, uh, Rachel and, what's his name? Rachel Chu and, uh, who does Henry Golding play? the Nick Young when Rachel and Nick are on the plane and he's talking about you know his cousins that you know Rachel's gonna meet in Astrid's entrance and you see Gemma Chan shopping for jewelry and she buys us 1.2 million dollar ruby earrings um the princess has something for herself when I did coronation you guys literally it's one of my favorite movies of all time and I'm sure everybody loves that movie and uh actually Gemma Chan's storyline is um one that's actually quite relatable because even though she was like this super super affluent queen you know she's in a marriage where her partner is, you know, involved in infidelity and um, just love a relatable queen. And at the end of the movie, she leaves him because she realizes that she literally is a queen and iconic. And people like her, i.e. people like me, we can't just be tied down by, like, what, what is simpletons? Uh, people that are basic divorcees. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I know that's a little shady, but whatever. Anyways... Um, this brings us to our second story of the day. Uh, no, this brings us to our one, two, three. Fourth story of the day, which is not in the world of, um, don't worry, darling. It has to do with a literal pop star queen, somebody who I've loved for years and years and years, Kelly Clarkson. Okay, this is from page six. 
Kelly Clarkson emotionally marks 20 years since she won first American Idol. Obviously, she was the first winner, her, and then Justin Greeny was the follow-up, uh, the second, second place winner, and they created what I think is one of the most iconic pieces of cinema in the world from Justin to Kelly. Um, but it got panned by the media and literally got like a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, but literally, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I try everywhere to find it, and it's not streaming anywhere. So I have to like go to all these like shady websites to like watch it for free um and i'm not gonna get those because i don't want like them to take it down because it's like literally one of my favorite movies ever but anyways love a queen who pays homage to her star some people wait a lifetime for a life-changing moment like the one kelly clarkson experienced exactly two decades ago and on sunday the first ever american idol winner commemorated the very special anniversary with an emotional statement she shared via instagram 20 years ago today, I won American Idol, and it forever changed the course of my life. The powerhouse vocalist who went from winning the reality TV singing competition to earning three Grammy Awards began her post. Um, oh, sorry, these ads, page six. Okay, that moment was the door that opened up so much access and opportunity and creative partnerships that I will, that I will be grateful for all my days. The family and friendships I've created over the past 20 years in music and TV are priceless to me. The Kelly Clarkson Show host, 40, said... Um, though the since you've been gone, singer feels abundantly blessed, excuse me, for the success and failure she's experienced since 2002, she is most proud of and grateful for the friends who have become family. The recently divorced mother of two went on to thank those special few, quote, for their arms that have held her when she needed it in their hearts that listened to her when she felt lost. Without them, I would not be where I am. I would probably not be here at all, Clarkson noted. Um... The Texas native who managed to win over not only America, but also icy judge Simon Cowell. Make sure to acknowledge every single person that voted 20 years ago. Thank you, thank you, thank you, she gushed. I will hope all of you have people in your lives that fill you with laughter and hope and happiness. And if you don't feel like you have that, then keep searching because I promise you they're looking for you too. Love that. Despite her massive post-idol success, Clarkson managed to remain mostly out of the limelight until she filed for a divorce from Brendan Blackstock, 45, in June 2020, after nearly seven years of marriage. And we've all read about that and how tumultuous their divorces. But Kelly Clarkson is the queen. She's coming out on top. And honestly, she's so beloved. I can't think of another singer, talk show host, um, icon that is literally beloved. But by the way, beloved. Um, by the way, I do have to say, I've been driving around, when, I've been in Burbank a couple of times recently, and I've been driving by Warner Brothers, and there's a big billboard for um, a Jennifer Hudson talk show, which I think is simply divine. I love Jennifer Hudson. For me, she will, I will, I, I remember her on Idol, but to me, she's always going to be Louise from St. Louis, who gets that ugly-ass bag that Carrie Bradshaw gives her in the first Sex in the City movie. Um, redemption, please, but I really hope, and I hope many people, I think many people are, like, on this page, too, that they want her to um, appear in Just Like That season two, even though Aiden's appearing, so they feel like they're going to take it very slowly. Like, maybe season three, Jennifer could um, come back and play Louise, because we need Louise. She was iconic. She is iconic. She, no, what, whatever that Wendy Williams thing is. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to a Jennifer Hudson talk show, because I feel like, you know, with Kelly... Uh, you know, one of the key ingredients to the recipe of the success of her show is the singing and the karaoke. Um, and I think, uh, you know, both her and Jennifer Hudson are Idol alums, and they're probably two of the most talented. Um, obviously, Jennifer went on to win an Academy Award for Dreamgirls, um, and she was, you know, for me, one of her most iconic uh, performances post-Idol was when she played Matron Mama Morton in Hairspray Live with Ariana Grande. Iconic. So... I love to see these idol stars, you know, just crushing it. Where's my heart? Okay. Uh, fourth, no, fifth story of the day. Uh, speaking of, um, an exercise with Britney Spears. Oh my God. Not Mama Morton. Mama Morton is Hairspray. Um, Maybell. Mabel, no, what is it from Hairspray? Uh, 
Oh my god. Okay. Velma Von Tussle is Amber's mom. Tracy's mom is Tracy Term Edna and Velma Edna Penny is Prudy Pingleton and Seaweeds is Maybell. I think it's Maybell. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson and Hairspray is just... There's a road we must travel. Oh. By the way, I'm surprised that Hairspray hasn't come back to Broadway because I saw it... I've seen it a few times. I didn't see the OBC, but I did see it my senior year of high school. And I think I might have seen it before that too. Um, and I loved it. And I've seen it on tour. Oh, it's really good. Okay. Um, anyways, I, I, I digress. Um, there's a, whoa, okay, page six, Britney Spears. Speaking of Idol, oh no, Britney didn't do Idol. She was a panelist on uh, America's Got Talent, which I left her on, by the way, but, you know, all this uh, news coming out about Britney and her family, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's news. Britney Spears tells son she needs, quote, unconditional love after his hateful interview. I just can't, I just can't believe this is really, really heartbreaking for our queen. Britney Spears responded to comments made by 15-year-old son Jaden James in an interview that recently aired in part in 60 Minutes Australia. I'm not even going to make a joke about that, but Jaden, quote, Jaden, as you undermine my behavior, just like my whole family always has with, hope she gets better, I will pray for her. Pray for what? The Superstar 40 said in a voice memo shared via Instagram on Monday. Quote, I keep working so I can pay off my mother Lynn, her legal fees, and her house, continued Britney who then suggested that Jaden's hateful remarks were rooted in fear of her financial obligations ending soon. Jaden turned 16 on September 12th, while his brother Sean Preston turned 17. On September 14th, Britney shares both teen boys with ex-husband Kevin Federline, who also participated in the 60 Minutes Australia interview. Um, quote, do you guys want me to get better so I can continue to give your dad 40000 a month? The toxic singer said, acknowledging her current contributions. Continue. Okay, I don't know what's going on with this stupid page six article. They're the worst with their ads and they really need to fix their interface. But basically the article goes on to say, Brittany, I mean, Brittany in her voice, which by the way, I didn't even listen to it, but she's like, are you just hateful and deceitful because you're pricks or? Okay, I have many thoughts about this. Um, the first being, it's very legitimate what Brittany is saying. Maybe Kevin is fed in, you know, feeding into the, his son's ears that uh, obviously when they come of age, the... Child support will change. 40000 a month is quite a bit of money, and I don't know if Kevin Federline is working himself, um, but if, in fact, that money does stop. What, what do they need 40000 a month for? Okay, 20 and 20, each kid. Okay, say no. I mean, I don't know if they take taxes out of that. It's just so sad that these, these uh, kids are... Okay, okay, here's something else Whitney said. Quote, it saddens me that not one of you has valued me as a person. She said, you've witnessed how my family has been to me and... That's all you know. Like I said, I feel like you secretly, you all secretly like to say something's wrong with me. The Grammy winner also detailed her memory of a conversation she had with Jaden before he and Preston decided to stop visiting her. Quote, I will say it. I sat in the kitchen, looked you straight in the eyes, beautiful boy, and said, how come I can't see you guys anymore or just see you more? I look forward to seeing you guys. Weekly, she recounted. You said, mama, oh, it'll change. I mean, this is so heartbreaking that Brittany is putting this out in the world, but I feel like it is, it's not a cry for help, meaning she needs help, but it is a cry for her sons to just understand what she's going through because maybe they're not taking the time to actually listen to her privately. But if she puts it on such a big platform, which also makes them look really bad, I get what she's doing. I'm on Britney's side. I'm always going to be on Britney's side. I'm always going to be on Britney's side. It's not personally how I would manage my personal affairs with family, but it's rough. And my heart is with Britney. 
and uh, Sam, who we all know has been in her corner, Steadfast Rock, and uh, I just think that, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's all, so it's just really sad. And I think uh, her boys need a dose of reality. <laughs> Am I? Not a humble opinion, of course. Um, I did have a final story. It's not really a story, but I'll just... Eh, it's not really worth it, but it, it was a page six article that um, uh, Jack Leeson, who played Joffrey Baratheon, got married, which is really crazy, and the photos are so cute, and he looks so happy, and his wife looks really happy, but it's so interesting because I'm a huge Game of, Fro- Game of Thrones fans, and Joffrey was honestly... He was like a worse villain than the Night King. Um, he was evil. He was mean. He was abusive. He, he was, I think he was even worse than Ramsey, Ramsey Bolton. But it's so interesting because all the cast loves him and they say he's such a sweet guy. And that's all, 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 what, from actually what I understand is one of the reasons why Jack Leeson stopped acting was because people really associated him with Joffrey, which means he did his job very well. But I think oftentimes with actors who are on massive TV shows like Game of Thrones, you become so associated with their character, even though you are, in fact, acting because that is his job. But he was so good at his character that people actually thought he was Joffrey, when in fact he's not. It's like Leighton Meester with Blair. Leighton Meester couldn't be different than Blair. She's like always posting these wonderful Instagram photos of her helping the hungry and uh, being very philanthropic. Um, and it's like she's just the antithesis of who, of who Blair was. So it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a, a true testament to the skill and, uh, and talent of these actors. So congratulations to Jack Leeson. Um, very, very happy for him. And I wonder if, you're, I wonder if he, he and his wife are watching the House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. I'm sure they are. How could they not be? He's in the biggest show in the world. By the way, Joffrey's um, wedding to Marjorie, that iconic, his iconic exit episode when Lady, Lady Elena puts the thing in his cup. <laughs> his cup literally runneth over. Um, but anyways, iconic. So, well, that is our Tuesday episode, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Um... I, I'm just trying to rack my brain to see if there's anything else I have to share with you guys. I, I don't know um, next two weeks how my schedule is going to be with regards to recording um, during my travels, but I'll, I'll try and get something out because if there's obviously a story that is major news, I will um, hop on the mic, as they say, and we'll chit and chat as we always do because that is my job as much as pop culture. Anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm Andrew Dimitri. Have a fabulous start to the week. Be well, be kind, and I'll chat with you guys later. Bye.